This is Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and before we get started, let me be clear. This podcast isn't just about minimalism. It's a podcast about living fully. Over the past few years, I've learned that living with a little less in our homes and on our calendars leads to less cluttering up our minds, which simply helps give us the space to give our time and thoughts to the things that actually matter. So what do we talk about on here? We talk about minimalism and decluttering and how to get there, yes. But we also have conversations about pursuing intentionality in the things that matter, like our motherhood, faith, relationships, work, and mindset. Minimalish is a podcast for the women committed to contentment and loving the life in front of them, committed to living with a little less so they can create space for the things that matter most. What it's not about, how many spoons you should have, or any kind of rules or legalistic minimalism that promises you'll be happier if you just get rid of more stuff. Getting rid of stuff isn't what will make you happy. It's about the life you live with the new space you find. If that sounds good to you, grab a mug of whatever you like and stick around. I'm so grateful you're here. Hi friend, welcome back to Minimalish. This is episode 65 and I have Ali Kasaza as my guest on the podcast today. If you don't know who she is, she has been called the life minimalist and she talks all about minimalism in the home and decluttering and diving deeper into our actual life and our calendar and everything like that. But today we are going to focus on this idea of what do you do when you have a lot of kids? Like how do you do minimalism? with a lot of kids because Allie has four kids and they are all 10 and under. And she also did her first round declutter of her home, her entire purge of her home many years ago. But she did that with three toddlers slash babies, three kids under three, let's just say it like that, running around. I know that this is a roadblock that gets in the way for so many women is how do I do this when I have a lot of kids at home and how in the world do I approach this daunting task of decluttering? Maybe you're in it on your own too. Maybe you don't have a spouse who is wanting to help out and that's exactly what Allie did. So she's here today to offer you life-giving advice on how to do this, how to make this happen, how to just take action in honestly whatever it is that you wanna do in your life right now. She is so inspiring. I absolutely love her. I am so grateful I got to chat with her and got to know her a little bit. So let me just tell you a little bit more about her before we dive in. She's from Southern California. She's married to her junior high sweetheart. Not often that we hear that. She inspires and encourages her audience at alicasaza.com, and she's globally recognized for her course and content that focuses on simple and intentional living. She's been featured on The Today Show, Good Morning America, The Huffington Post, and was recognized as one of the internet's most influential moms on ABC News. So... Needless to say, she has changed a lot of lives through her message. And if this podcast changes your mindset in some way or benefits you in some way, if you learn something from it, if you feel inspired by it, would you go ahead and take a second to share it on Instagram, text it to a friend, just share it in some way so that others can be inspired by it as well. Thank you so much for that, friend. Now let's dive right into my conversation with Allie. All right, I've got Ali Casaza on the podcast today, and I'm so excited to talk all about minimalism with lots of kids. So, Ali, before we get started, can you just talk a little bit about who you are and all about what you do? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I help overwhelmed women, especially moms, simplify their homes and first, then their lives so that they have like more, it's really about white space, like just more empty space to focus on what they actually want to focus on, like whatever that might be, family, growing a business, marriage, whatever it is for them. Um, Because so much of the time, instead of our homes supporting the life we want, they actually steal from it and require so much maintenance that you don't even have time for what actually matters to you. Yeah. And I love your mission. I love what you do. And I especially appreciate your perspective that you come into it with because you have such a good vision for this for moms. And you have four kids. So we're really going to focus on today in our conversation, just what that looks like to declutter with lots of kids. Cause I think that's a load a roadblock for a lot of people. Before we dive into that though, um, I would love to hear a little bit more of your story with just when did you start decluttering? Why did that make a difference to you and your family? Yeah. So I always say that my journey to minimalism was kind of like it was like a last ditch attempt to make everything okay because it just wasn't okay. I, at that point in time, I have four kids now and my four kids were all born in five years. Um, but at this point in time in my life, um, I had three kids under three and, um, it was insane and I know it's insane and I look back on it and I know that it was insane, but at the same time when I was in it, like I just refuse, I've always refused status quo. Like, I just don't think that we're here to like go into the next season of our life, whatever that might be, whether you're starting a business or having babies or getting married and to just come into this place of like admission that like, oh, this is how this is because everyone says it is. And so when I was in that place in my life, um, what I was hearing a lot from women who had kind of gone before me was, oh, it's supposed to be insane. Like you're insane you have three kids under three, like it's going to be crazy. And like, you just have to get through it. Like, don't worry. It gets a little bit better, I guess. And then they're teenagers and it's awful again. Like that, it was just this messaging of like, it's a total suck fest and it just is. And I just, I don't believe that's why we're here. I just couldn't be okay with that. I really, I've always had this imprint of purpose and abundant life in me. And I just think like, I don't think motherhood is an exception to abundant life and that promise that we have. Um, And so I kind of just, I was really suffering. I was definitely depressed. Um, Like the physical reality of my life was seeping into the emotional um, and really taking over. And so, you know, when you just have a gut instinct, like I just knew like this isn't something like this type of depression, like I don't need medicine. I don't need to like go to therapy. Like there's something physical that needs to change and I don't know what it is. And so I sat in that place for a while. Like, I don't know if it was weeks or months, but I was just kind of wondering about that for a while. And I had this day where I really just had had enough and decided like, I'm going to figure this out. Like I almost was kind of like in this place of like crying out to God, like what do I do? Like, why is this so hard? And I really just had my mind, like it was almost like my mind was taken from me and my thoughts just went somewhere that I didn't tell them to go. And I really think honestly to get spiritual for a second, I feel like that's really how God speaks to us. And I had this moment where I just saw I was spending my days and it was just maintaining, like maintaining, 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 cleaning, picking up, like reacting to the good parts of my life and in an annoyed way because I had more than it needed to maintain. And I just saw all the stuff that I was maintaining and that thought and was like, we don't even need all that stuff. And that was kind of like this 
I mean, for lack of a less cheesy way to say it, it was this epiphany moment where I just knew what if that was all just gone? Like, what if we just had less? And that's why I say it was like a last ditch attempt. It was like forced minimalism because I really just felt like I had no other option. I was sick of yelling at my babies and like yelling at them to like stop needing things for two seconds so I could get something done. That's always what I said. I need to get this done. And it was like piles of laundry, endless dishes, like constant. How could, you know, at that point in time, five people and three of them being so small, like require so much. It just didn't seem like it made sense. So anyway, I started just getting rid of stuff and slowly over the course of time, like my life got so much better and so much lighter and my depression lifted and didn't come back. And um, I had more time for playing with my kids and growing my blog, which was really important to me then and is now our family's livelihood and the livelihood of like seven other families that work for us. Like it's huge. And I wouldn't have had that if I hadn't simplified. Um, and that also leaked into my life, my schedule. The way that I put things on my schedule changed. The way that I make decisions changed. Um, my marriage got better because when you're not a psycho stressed out basket case, like that will happen. Um, I had space for what I wanted to have space for. And I felt like I was more in control of my life. And I realized that that's what moms do. They give up ownership of their life and they blame it. And the hot mess mom culture is very much about like, it's just all a mess and we're all like, oh, coffee and then wine. Like we're just getting through it. And it's such a lie. And I think it's so damaging. So minimalism for me is really not about minimalism at all. It's about less for the sake of more, not less just to like show how little I have and just to have less. Yeah. I love, I love that. I love all of it. And my podcast is called Minimalish simply because when I learned about minimalism, it was that message of, you know, stuff isn't what is going to fill us up. And that message of, you know, we feed off of our environments. It was that message that drew me to it. And then once I got online and got on Instagram and saw all of this, like who can have the less or who can have the less, who can have the least and yeah. you know, the, the race to the bottom. I was like, this is stupid. I, maybe this doesn't matter. Maybe this isn't important, but I realized that, yeah, it's, it's all about the, the mindset shift. And, you know, I love how you talk about abundance, that idea that there is abundance available to us in our life and clutter distracts us from that. I'm taking a quick break to thank today's sponsor who's helping make minimalish happen and that is Preptish. If you want to simplify your life as we begin 2020, Preptish is here to help. If you ever have felt overwhelmed by the idea of meal planning and meal prep, I know I have, and Preptish is one of my favorite companies that help you out with this. Preptish is a meal planning service that sends you an email with a meal plan, a grocery list, and prep ahead instructions every single week so that all of your meals are planned out and completely ready for the week. You can even choose from gluten-free, paleo, and keto options. It makes eating healthy so much easier, and the meals are also delicious. Just a couple I'm excited about for this week, the goat cheese, tomato, and spinach stuffed chicken with roasted sweet potatoes, and the salmon teriyaki bowl. I also love that there's no guesswork when it comes to actual mealtime each day. This is probably my favorite thing about Prep Dish, because as a mom, everyone, including myself, sometimes gets a little cranky around this time and the last thing I want to do is be thinking up a meal idea, trying to figure out what to make, and even cooking the whole thing from scratch. Thanks to Prep Dish, it's already all planned out for me, plus I've done a bulk of that meal prep earlier in the week. 
So if you are wanting to eat healthier in this new year, but you're also wanting to simplify the process, definitely check out Prep Dish. And the best part is that Allison, the founder, is offering listeners of Minimalish a two-week free trial, so you've got nothing to lose. That's literally two weeks of meals planned out for you, grocery list and prep included for free. Head to PrepDish.com Minimalish to try it out. That's PrepDish.com Minimalish. I also wanted to take a quick second to make sure you know about my morning companion journal, Simple Morning Lists. It's all about helping you start your days with intention, with letting go of what you need to let go of, with getting grateful, and with reminding yourself of where you're headed. So if you haven't seen or heard me talk about that yet, go to simplemorninglist.com. There's a video there that will tell you more about it and mornings aren't for everyone and for every season. So this can be done at any time. It's just a really life-giving way to start your day or at least set your day up, even if that's in the middle of the day, whenever you have the time for it. It prompts you to reflect on your purpose, on what matters most to you, and on your goals and what you're moving towards. So again, check that out at simplemorninglist.com. All right, let's get back to my conversation with Allie. I really would love for you to talk about just how did you actually do that? Like, take it back to the beginning. How did you actually start decluttering when you felt that message that you need to, you know, we don't need all this stuff. How did you go about it? Mostly, how did you go about it when you had, I guess you said three kids at the time, um, crawling around? Yeah. Um, and potty training and nursing. I had like every season in one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think there was no strategy for sure. I, and that's the thing is like back then, like that was like eight years ago. Yeah. So minimalism, I didn't even know it was called that. Like I wasn't pursuing a thing. I was like stabbing in the dark, like hoping <laughs> that I would uh, that would accomplish something that would help me. Um, so this was like, you know, pre-everybody, pre-condo pre and her like rise to fame and the documentaries and the books. Like I am sure that there was books about this, but it wasn't a trend. Like it wasn't a big thing. And so I wish I, I wish it was because that would have been really helpful, but I had no strategy. I just was like seeing myself noticing, almost looking at my life from an aerial perspective and seeing that that's what I was doing was just running around in maintenance mode all the time. Um, kind of that brought me to like, well, what if there was just less? So what I did was I just started in my kid's toy room because that was the bane of my existence. Like they were so little, they weren't really playing. They were like, learning and exploring and figuring out how how play even works and they were the first set of grandkids on both sides of our family so they just were like over over blessed like they had so much stuff and it was the kind of things where it's like a set that comes with like a million little pieces Bella was my oldest and she was barely three like she's not gonna keep all these little animals in the little set that it, like it was just crap everywhere and that toy room was technically of a dining room in my house and it just had like that room we didn't we didn't have like a formal dining table in there we had like it somewhere else so that space like you could see it when you walked in the front door you could see it from the kitchen you could see it from the family room you could always see it and it just had like colorful bins overflowing with toys all the time and we'd have like people coming over so I'd get in there and organize it and like this is where the Hot Wheels go this is where the little horsies go like this is where this goes and it would come undone in two seconds because that's ridiculous 
and why? <laughs> and mm. the kids just go in there and dump everything out, like looking for that one special toy they really want to play with. So what was the point of all the other ones? So I just went in there first and my kids were so little. I didn't really, they couldn't really help me. Like they, I think if they're under three, it's okay to maybe do at least a lot of it without them. After that, they kind of get, that can feel jarring for them. I think we don't want to scar them and I want to raise minimalists. So I want them involved in it. But then like, I didn't know any of that and they were so little. So I just went in there with a bag and like started throwing stuff away. I got rid of everything that didn't align. My goal that day was, okay, like I don't know what the standard is here. Like I don't know what I'm supposed to keep. So I decided, okay, I'm just going to keep whatever feels like it will help me raise them the way I want them to be raised. And that was really vague and I had no idea if that was going to work, but that's just what I was thinking. Um, and I wanted them to like know what dirt felt like and like to know how to go outside and play and imagine. And creativity is so important for me and I wanted them to have space to create. And I didn't really feel like the doll that like physically eats fake baby food and then poops and like <laughs> the toy that lights up and like does all the imagining for them. Like those just didn't really seem like they were going to do that. So I got rid of almost everything. And what we were left with was like some dress up stuff, a um, couple of like the really adored favorite toys. Like I would have never gotten rid of those. The ones that like you look for if it goes missing and you turn around and go back to the restaurant if it's left. Yeah. There's like two of those, you know, like kids are so simple. And we really were left with almost nothing. And I was so nervous about that next morning. But my daughter woke up. She was the one that I was worried about because she was old enough to like communicate. And um, so she was three and she walked in and she was like, <gasps> and immediately I was on the couch with my coffee like, I'm the worst. And I thought she was going to freak out. But she was like, mom, you cleaned. This looks great. And then she was like, I've been looking for this. And just started playing with like her favorite toy that we hadn't been able to find. And I saw when I was dumping stuff out and I was like, she's going to want to play with this in the morning. And I kept it. And my daughter and my son stayed in there and played for like over three hours that day. Like I had to stop them to come and have a snack. And for toddlers to play that long is really incredible. Anyone who doesn't have kids, like just so you know, it's like so unheard of. So I knew when that happened, like I was onto something. So that kind of gave me momentum. And from there, honestly, I really just like, what is the source of stress today? Dishes. Well, let's just get rid of them. Why do we have three sets of dishes? Like, why does everybody have three sets of dishes when you need one? Yeah. Um, and I just, I just, I honestly pared everything down to the absolute bare minimum because I was desperate enough to do so. Now, like I've been teaching this since that time. So eight years and I have seen so many different like clients and women in my courses and all these things. And so I know there's strategy that can get it done. Like, it took me months. It should take you like a couple weeks. Like this is not a big deal. Even if your house is hoarder status, like there is no reason if you sacrifice a couple things in your schedule that you can't just get this done. Um, and so I know there's strategies to it now, but then I honestly was just going all in. Yeah. And now that you have kind of seen so many people go through it, whenever you get that kind of excuse of, and excuse sounds bad, but you know, it, it is, it's, it feels like a valid excuse too of, I have so many little kids and like, when am I going to have time to do this? What do you say? So I think that if you want to do something, if you really want to do something, you will always find time to do it. So I think we've got to get real with ourselves and admit 
that, yeah, motherhood is busy and having little kids is hard, but if you really wanted to do something, you would make it happen. There's lots of examples around you of that. Like think about things that you really want to do. Women are starting businesses and podcasts and all these amazing things, but then it's like, clean out your closet. You'll feel better. It's like, oh, I'm too busy. I can't. I'm too busy. (laughs) You know, so I think that there's an element of that there that people don't want to admit and they get angry at me for pointing out, but I do think that exists. And also like, Think about all the amazing things you get done during the day. Like, just think about regular mom life for a second. Like, we are making dinner. We are even ordering dinner is an amazing feat when you have three under three. Like, that's intense. <laughs> and I mean, we're doing all these things. We're keeping things going. We're running errands. You know, we have uh, some of us have marriages. Like, we've got other relationships to keep intact. Like, there's a lot, and you're doing it. Like, you can clean out your closet. The kids just want to be with you. If you sit on the floor and sort piles all day, oh my gosh, they're just going to be crawling on your lap. They're going to want to help you, even if it's not actually helpful. You could get coloring stuff out. Like, there's nap time to work through. You could get up a little bit earlier. You could stay up a little bit later and have a party. Like, involve wine and turn on Netflix and, like, go through the piles on the floor. I think that we overcomplicate this and we make it this big, perfectionistic event that needs to happen. Um, I saw this woman on Instagram and awkward if she's listening, but she was like, um, next week she showed, she showed on Instagram a date circled on her calendar and it said AC on it. And she posted like on this day, it was like, it was like two weeks away on this day. I'm going to Ali Casaza, my kitchen. That's what she said. And she tagged me in it. So I saw it and I thought like, I will be shocked if she does it because of what she just did. And I made it in my calendar a note and I saved her username. And then that day I passed and the next day I had an alert in my phone and I went and I checked in and I sent her a DM and I said like, how did it go? And she was like, Oh, I didn't do it. Like, I'm just like so busy. I just put it on the calendar for next month. She's never going to do it because it's just like eating healthy. If you're like after Christmas, I'm going to do a juice cleanse. Do a juice cleanse right now. Do it right now. Like, or don't just eat a little bit better and like make a lifestyle choice a little bit here and there. Like that's how we make change. Um, and sure enough, like I've checked in with her, with her four more times since that day a year ago. And she has not made not even one piece of clutter, like not. And I, I gave her the course for free after the last check-in. She hasn't even logged in. Yeah. So if this is not a time issue, like this is a personal issue. Yeah. And I, that's so good. I know when we first purged our house, my husband was kind of in on it with me and we would take turns. And I always say that I know not everybody has that help, but you can ask for help if you really need it. But also your kids might make more of a mess while you're decluttering, but it will get done faster if you start with them than if you wait for this obscure time when you have help Mm -hmm. that in your head yeah it might take 30 minutes versus two hours to declutter a part of your kitchen if your kids aren't there but are you ever gonna get that 30 minutes and maybe you are but it's it's just not right in front of you and to me I honestly, I always say, I don't love decluttering. It's not fun for me. It's not like a party. (laughs) I don't throw decluttering parties around here. But so it's not something I want to do during nap time because I like to do things I like to do during nap time. Yeah, totally. I just do it with her there. And I think that's such helpful advice coming from someone that had 
yeah, three kids or now four kids running around when you're needing to do any kind of maintenance, which kind of brings me to this thought of how do you, like, what does it look like for you now? Um, how have you kept things uncluttered? What, what does that look like for your family if you have systems in place with four kids who are still pretty young? Yeah. The main, the main thing that I want parents to know is like what a gift it is to raise your kids in minimalism and like how much easier that makes your life if they're involved. Like my kids now, I mean, like I said, that day was like eight years ago. And so we've been, we've had another baby. Like my daughter is um, about to turn 11. Um, and it's like, they will come to us and say like, we're not playing with this toy anymore. Can you put it in the, the, the box is what they call it. And there's just a bin in the garage or it's just like regular, like, like I said, with eating, it's a lifestyle. This is how we live. Um, and they are really aware of consumerism and wastefulness. Um, and being really mindful, like even with their Christmas list, they're mindful. Like my, one of my kids put two things on their list and I was like, you might want to put a little bit more. So we have like <laughs> options. And he was like, I don't, I don't want anything else. And I don't want to be wasteful and just ask for things just because. Yeah. And I was like about to be like, no, add more. But then I was like, wait a minute. Like, no, this is amazing. <laughs> so yeah. they're, they're aware. So I think there's something to be said about that. And it makes my life so much easier that they're in that space. And then there is one system that we have in place where basically it's just seasonal purging. So every season, um, whenever the season changes sometime around then, it's not like the first weekend of every season or anything psycho like that. Cause I'm just not, that's not my personality, but whenever the season changes, it's time to like reevaluate. And so usually what I'll do is it doesn't even need to happen in the entire house because we're living this way and it's pretty simple, but we'll just kind of evaluate like what's an area or two or three if needed of the house that like just needs attention. Usually it's like, um, the wardrobes, um, the kids toys, like maybe a closet, maybe the garage, our garage is a gym. So when you live simply, you find that you like don't even need a space to store things. So you can turn it into something else and actually use that square footage you're paying for. Um, but there's like areas that kind of need just our touch. And so like, we'll kind of just reevaluate seasonally and we do that as a family. The kids will notice like if Thanksgiving and Christmas go by and we haven't done that, like they'll kind of be like, Oh, are we going to purge? So they kind of help. And that is, I've literally done nothing else except just raise them in this and talk out loud about it and show them by example that this is how we live and bring that up to them. Like, hey, let's go through your toys. Let's see if there's anything in there you're not really playing with. That's it. I haven't like put them through my course or taught them anything crazy. Like it's just <laughs> how we live. Um, and that is the biggest system that I think you need to have in place to keep things going. And then just being mindful. Like we were at the store, we we're at Target um, and they had these like those metal tins of popcorn and the kids were like, Oh, this looks great. Let's get this. And then I was like, uh, we have popcorn at home and I can like, we can make it flavored ourselves without it being like totally full of chemicals and like a giant tin. That's just going to like sit like that is the kind of like random stuff that just takes up space for no reason. And they were like, Oh yeah, that's totally fine. And we ended up having like a really good family bonding night, making our own flavored popcorn and watching Christmas movies rather than just buying a tin. It's just going to sit there and like fill them with stuff they shouldn't have in their bodies. And then that's like a big, tin we have to throw away so it's it's in the little things I think yeah and I think too starting from the beginning obviously isn't always an option for someone who is just diving into it but I think you can start changing the message you tell your kids 
as it changes for you, you know, as the message that you tell yourself changes. Because uh, for me, I'm, I am starting from the beginning because I have a young child, but I could, I realized that the other day I'm already, I have to already start this messaging with her because she already starts to see things and want them, even though she's two and she'll be fine in five minutes. I could just cart her out of the store or I could just kind of tell her, Hey, we have something like that at home and we don't need that right now. And yeah, maybe that is not a huge deal to a two year old, but I think if you practice telling them and, and giving them that message just in simple ways, I don't think it has to be as difficult as we make it. And, um, you know, our kids look up to us and they, they want to hear that from us. And it's so, I know I was looking through and I saw that you have a podcast with your daughter and Mm -hmm. that caught my eye and I listened to that. And I think it's so sweet that how old is she now again? She's 10 right now. Yeah. And it's amazing that she has really like she lives it and it's so sweet to hear. I mean, from, from the podcast, not that I know her personally, but but it's so sweet to hear her talk about it. And I think that that is such a testament to how this has been such a huge thing for your family. Absolutely. And I think too, like really quick, I feel like I, I mess up all the time and we're kind of getting borderline parenting here, but I mess up all the time in this, but I feel like I try really hard to do like respectful parenting with my kids and that ruffles feathers sometimes. Um, but I want my kids to understand my reasoning. Like I don't need to explain anything to them, but I want to because I have a relationship with them and I want to have their hearts. And this is no different. I think minimalism can very easily feel like a punishment of some kind for no reason. And like that is going to push my kids away from this. And I want them to like go off to their own life, go to college, like whatever they're going to do knowing like realizing as they get out into the world like we were raised different and I want to carry that forward I I liked that I'm not on a therapist couch because of that and so I think I explain and I give them the reasoning and I say like I don't even say like oh we're not going to get that tin of popcorn nope I'm just like okay if we get this I kind of explain I'm giving my reasoning and then I'm like what if we go and we get like stuff to make our own like we'll melt chocolate and we'll make our you know caramel and um we'll I'll, like look up recipes and like we'll make it really fun and they're like yeah that's awesome versus me being like no how could you even ask for that that's clutter so it's right. like the same result but it's I really feel like Bella is that way and so is my son he just doesn't want to be on the podcast um my older <laughs> son because I'm talking to them and like all of our parenting is like that so our kids will talk to us about everything and I feel like it's so important in minimalism to go anti-consumerism, you've got to explain it to your kids and give them a love of that, not a no explanation because I said so, like this is how I want my house to feel. That's just, it's lifeless and it's not going to carry on with them. Yeah. And I mean, it kind of all ties together because I think being overwhelmed and a house cluttered with stuff will make us just have a shorter fuse because we we don't have the space to, to breathe and kind of like you were describing how you felt a long time ago before you even decluttered. That is at least for me, I know that I am much less patient and respectful as a parent when I'm overwhelmed. And when my house was super cluttered, I was overwhelmed all the time. Now, like there's room to, to say that I'm learning and there's space in my life to be like, I am learning to be a better parent and I'm going to be more patient. It's just fuel for that. It's fuel allowing you to have the energy to be that kind of mom. 
Because yeah. otherwise, you just don't have it. Your fuse is so short. And motherhood is already stressful enough as it is. Why do we want to make it even harder on ourselves when we could have control over that part? Yeah. So good. I have just loved everything that you had to say. If you have, do you have any kind of last encouragements from the mom who's like, okay, yes, this sounds so good. Um, what do I do next? How do I start? What are your kind of last encouragements for that? Yeah, I feel like this is the part where everyone's amped up and then it kind of falls away because motivation can't be like we were just talking about fuel, like motivation can't be our fuel for this project because it will totally fall away. So I just want to like speak life over you guys that are listening and say like, this is so doable. It's right in front of you and such a different, better, lighter, happier life is right around the corner. It's like a week away, two weeks away, four to six weeks. If you really went slowly, like this is right there. And like, this is why Desiree and I are doing this for you because we want to help you. And like, we are creating things to help you. So go get the help that you need, like whatever that looks like listening to more of this podcast, going and downloading something, purchasing a program, whatever it looks like for you, like go and do it and just get it done. This shouldn't take you months. It doesn't need to be forever. Like just knock it out. And I I say that the best place to start is the bathroom. If you can just get your bathroom done, it's easy yeses and nos in there, get some momentum built up, and then you've started and you've done the hardest part. Um, I think that that, I think the bathroom was one of the, one of the first places we tackled. We tackled the closet and we did a small bathroom, like while we did the closet, because the closet was such a huge project. Yeah. Um, so I love that. And that's such good advice. There is so much out there now to help. There are free resources. Ali has a podcast and where can listeners find you and all of your resources? Yeah. Um, so AliCatasa.com is really just like, it's everything. Like you can kind of choose your own adventure there. Um, <laughs> I do like, I'm known as the life minimalist because it's like minimalism in home, but like also the next step is your life and your calendar and all like speaking positive words and like cleaning up your actual life. So just kind of head over there and pick what you feel you really need help with today. Yeah. And I real quick, um, too, I have two questions that I ask every guest, but I know you have that affirmations. Your affirmations. Yeah. So you have that. And I have a simple morning list book that has like a space for affirmations every morning, but I know it can be hard to come up with affirmations sometimes. So your product kind of has that there, right? It's like affirmations. Yeah. It's like a super low cost PDF sort of product. Um, it's like 15 bucks and it, it's literally just like, well, what do I say when I want to change? Cause our words are energy and that creates our reality. So when I was really broke and I was wanting to grow my business and I spoke life over my business and I said like, I'm open to receiving this money. Like I am open to becoming a millionaire on this minimalism idea. Like I spoke that I, put that energy out there and then my actions aligned with those words and my word, my life changed accordingly. It's so easy. Like it's so right in front of us and we don't realize we have that power. Um, and so I put the list together of like affirmations for every area of life and you can kind of pick and choose like if you don't need the business one, but you need the mom one or you need the marriage one or the personal one. Because the hardest part is like, what do I say that like, I want those results, but what do I even say? So it's just like lists for each section of your life of like, here's some powerful life giving positive things that you can say, like, it doesn't really matter what you believe. If you believe different things about faith or whatever than I do, they're very like just positive energy. And that's, that's it. Um, So it kind of takes the 
grunt work out of it for you. Yeah. I love affirmations. I used to feel like they were very like too woo woo for me, but (laughs) once, (laughs) once I kind of took it, the concept and made it my own and started, it has made all the difference. Um, That's awesome. Okay. So I have two questions I ask every guest. The first one is what's something that you are personally simplifying in your life right now? That's a really good question. Um, I'm simplifying my work schedule right now. Like just wanting, I'm so ambitious and I can clutter myself up fast with like work. And so simplifying, like I will not sacrifice my goals, but I know that I could get there with less work. So like, what does that look like? Yeah. That's hard. Whenever you are like doing your own thing and you're just like, okay, what's next? I have another thing. And oh, maybe I could do this shiny object thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. My second question is what is something that you can't stop talking about right now? Um, Juice, like, Mm. like buying like pre-juiced veggies and fruits. Um, We have a pressed juicery by my house now. And so I just like wandered in there one day and I have a hormone disorder. And so I get like, like inflammation is just really not my friend and it, my, my skin goes crazy and I'll get like cystic and it's just not good. So I went in there with this problem and they were like, here, drink this charcoal blend of vegetables. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and I drank it and I literally like cleared up that day when it would normally take me like a week of like taking supplements and stuff. And I'm hooked. So I like drink juice every day now and I'm like telling everyone and everyone's like, great. Please don't get me juice for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though. I got my husband a juicer last Christmas, so <laughs> I can kind of relate. And we were, like, drinking celery juice on yeah. New Year's Eve. <laughs> really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but oh. it is. It's good stuff. I love that. All right. Well, this has been so fun, and um, I have just loved all of your insight. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so I have been so encouraged by my conversation with Allie and just her words in general following along with her. She speaks so much truth and so much freedom. And the phrase that she said that I resonated with so deeply is just that minimalism for her is not about minimalism really at all. It's not about this idea of how little can you have or less for the sake of less. And it's about for her, less for the sake of more. And that is exactly what it's about for me. It's about less. We have less stuff so that we can have more room for what actually matters in our life. That's simply what it's about. And if you heard in the intro, if you like skip through the intro because you listen to this podcast weekly, go back and listen to it because I changed it. And it is really going to make sense of a few changes that are coming on this podcast as we move forward. Just the changes in the way that I present information and the message that I put out on here, I have honestly felt stuck inside the box of having to talk about topics that are specifically um, under the grand term of minimalism. And I have obviously stepped outside of that. I've had conversations on here about body image and friendship and motherhood, and those have all been fantastic conversations, but I still have felt pressured to stay within the bounds of minimalism. And that's because I titled my podcast Minimal-ish. Like, that's my fault, right? (laughs) I, I put minimal in the title, which makes it feel like this podcast should be about 
decluttering and and the how-tos of minimalism. And I think a lot of the people who stumble upon this podcast are looking for that. But the thing is, that's just not what I'm all about. That is part of my message and that will continue to be a monthly topic on this podcast. But this podcast is now about intentional living. I mean, it has been from the beginning, but I'm just throwing it out there. Just so you know, this podcast is about how do we pursue intentionality in every area of our life. And I'm going to be back here on Monday for a special Monday episode. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about why these changes are happening, how they're changing, and that episode will be in celebration of a milestone that we actually hit yesterday, which is 500,000 downloads, a half a million downloads on this podcast. That number makes me feel overwhelmed, (laughs) overwhelmed by gratitude, overwhelmed by the fact that people have listened to me talk that many times, but grateful regardless, because I believe that this is a message I've been called to, I believe that this podcast is basically my ministry and that I am here to speak life just as Allie did in this interview and just as I try to do every single week here. So whether it's my own message or the guests I have on. So all of that to say, thank you for being here, whether you're brand new or you've been here for a long time. Thank you. I hope as you see some shifts in the podcast, you will be happy to continue listening along if you decide you know what, you came here for the decluttering help and and only topics that fall under the genre of minimalism, then that's totally fine. There are other podcasts out there for you. But this podcast is about moving towards the life that matters to us, the life filled up with the things that matter to us. And if we're going to do that, we better talk about more than just minimalism and sustainability and decluttering because those things are only going to get us so far. So that is not what this podcast is about. That is part of it. That's just a part of the story. And like I said, I don't think that you'll see that it's a huge difference, but there will be noticeable shifts. And I'm going to talk about that with you more next week. That's all I have today, friend. If you loved this episode, if you're loving this podcast and you want to help other women discover Minimalish, go ahead and scroll down, hit the five star button, give it a review. That just helps it be more visible in iTunes, in other platforms, and it helps other women stumble upon the show. And I'm super grateful for your help in that. Super grateful that you've been here listening in. I can't really even process the fact that we've hit this milestone and I am hopefully going to process it with you a little bit more on Monday. So find me back here then and I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.